pants now? My ballerina costume does. Grammy? Who are you? No. Uh-uh. I don't remember. Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. I know it's a little bit late tonight, folks. We had a little bit of issues come up, but we're okay now. We're back on the air, and our first guest tonight is Nina Mancina. Before we get to you, though, Nina, there's a few things I wanted to uh, announce here. Uh, as everybody knows, you can go to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter group on Facebook, and a lot of people are starting to do that right now, and you can actually put on the events that you have happening, and I don't have any problem with going on air later on and talking about it, and Jonathan uh, Netherly sent us something and he wanted me to kind of give an update on what's happening on february 23rd at 10 p.m eastern time there's going to be a live show on the uh, i guess it's gph talking which is actually ghosts and paranormal investigations if you uh get on kentucky ghost hunters uh, group site there on facebook you'll be able to find that but they have an event coming up they're going to start talking about uh, different things that's going on with their group and upcoming investigations and it'd be nice you know kind of Get with them when they go live and hear about that. We also, uh, on the group, uh, for those of you out there that's thinking about advertising, uh, we're running a special right now on the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. As you know, we do have some pretty big sponsors on here at times, and they uh, they help us out a little bit. But you can actually get on. We're, we're becoming very popular out there now, and you can actually have 30-second uh, ads on our show, and it's only 10 bucks a month. And we're doing that to kind of help out some of the groups and uh, other people that are having events coming up. Just to get the word out there a little bit, um, last but not least, somebody... Oh, I was going to talk about this, too, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm talking so fast, but we've, we've got to get moving here, but... Uh, and I'm good at talking fast, aren't I, Kevin? <laughs> good at it. But uh, I actually... Um, there is a guest coming up here, and I believe... Um, her name's Paulette. I was going to get on her show yesterday, and I couldn't get on. I was trying my best to... And uh, she asked me to, to get on, and I tried calling, and it wasn't her fault. It was actually uh, my fault. But uh, her name is Paulette Hupp, and she is on a new station called The Spirit Realms, all thing otherworldly. And to get on this little site, it's thespiritrealm.net. But I checked her show. It's a Monday at 8 o'clock, and it's cent uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, I believe, yeah. And uh, something to check out. They do live readings on air, and uh, you can call in and, and talk to your loved ones that have passed on or friends or relatives that have passed on. And if you want to check that 
out. It's the Spirit Realm at the www.thespiritrealm.net. And last but not least, Greg just sent something into us that is also kind of interesting. Uh, this is something that's coming up. It's sixty dollars to get into it, but uh, you get to you get to get on two locations. It's happening March 9th, twenty nineteen, and they're going to a place that was featured on Haunted Live, which is a show that's on the Travel Channel. It was uh, with the Tennessee Chase Wraither, Tennessee Wraith Chasers. I'm sorry, but it's the anthem that uh, it has a pretty good history back in the Civil War days. And with the event, if you go to it. You get to investigate the haunted uh, with the haunted travelers, and you get to meet and greet them. But you also have two locations you're going to be investigating, which is the Anthem and Rose Hill Cemetery in Columbia, Tennessee. Once again, go on Facebook and get to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter group, and you can click on the link there and actually join them if you want to in that investigation. Now, I would have done that a lot slower had we not been a little late here today, but uh, Nina, I'm glad you're on. How are you tonight? I'm great. Well, good, good. Do us a favor. Tell everybody about yourself real quick and uh, kind of give them a synopsis about how you started doing what you do. Okay. First, <clears throat> if you don't mind, can I just um, correct? Uh, it's Nina Messina. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so I've, I've been uh, doing psychic advising for 35 years now. Um, have uh, Ojibwe uh, Six Nations background. Um, I'm clairvoyant, so I'm not medium like the next guest. So, um, I don't know, what uh, what questions did you want to ask me? Well, okay, let's just um, start off from the beginning, like I ask everybody. How did how did you discover your, your gift? I mean, what age was it, and what happened when you discovered it? Um, well, I, was, I guess I awakened my psychic ability at the age of 19. Um, through a lot of seminars and reading and um, meditation, um, I awakened it, and um, just a lot of practice with doing psychometry, which is uh, personal jewelry from people, getting uh, messages that way, and it, it just uh, unraveled quickly. So what is a spiritual coach? Um, well, I do um, energy psychology, which um, I use EFT, emotional freedom technique, and the Sedona method, um, asking a formula, um, you're, you're stating your issue, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a formula to, to help you uh, with your subconscious and breaking um, habits and um, fears that you may have. So how, does that, and, how do you do that? How do you do that, Nina? Um, emotional freedom technique is a tapping uh, technique that you would, um, you would use um, in various places, like on your, your head and your chest and your hand that, um, that you would be tapping on and um, by using a formula and with your issue, um, this tapping is kind of like acupuncture with, uh, without needles and going into your DNA and helping your subconscious release things that need to be released, blocks that need to be released. Okay, now explain uh, explain a little bit how you would do that. And I say you're, you're saying you can you can release that stuff, and I, and I understand that you're saying it's sort of like acupuncture without needles, but can you get a little bit more in-depth? I mean, if I come to you and I've got an issue or, or problem I need to deal with emotionally or whatever that, what would be your suggestion to me uh, as far as how we would proceed? Um, well, to be honest with you, it's, it's, I do more of the psychic um stuff, more using my tarot cards than doing energy psychology. I've kind of gotten away from that. Um, that formula, I would have to look up, like I don't have it memorized, so I do more of the, the psychic stuff than actually the energy psychology. 
So using well, my psychic ability, um, people coming to me asking questions and me well, um, getting into their energy field. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, that's, that's awesome because we have a lot of guests on here that actually are in the same field that you're in. So give me your opinion on, okay. I guess what I want to ask here is that a lot of people that come on here that have the psychic ability, a lot of the questions we have that are asked to them uh, through other people wanting us to ask is their opinion on, um, I guess for a better definition, the spirit world, because a lot of people have different ideas about what is involved in it and they have different opinions but when you think of the spirit world based on your knowledge and your ability, what, what comes to mind and how do you explain it? The spirit world. Um, well, tapping into a, um, a person's vibration energy um, is, is basically how I do it. I mean, I use the tarot cards, but tapping into their, to their, you know, their DNA, their energy, their subconscious. Is, is how I can read a person. And everybody has a psychic ability. Everybody has a healing ability. It's just a matter of um, you learning to uh, develop the psychic ability and tapping into things. Now, every psychic has their own tools. I happen to use um, the tarot cards, but I'm, I'm basically tapping into your energy. I, I feel through the voice or they're in front of me, and I can determine, um, you know, what's going to unfold from what I feel with you know, with, with their energy, with their vibration. So explain to me how the tarot card works. Because a lot of people, they hear it, but they don't really know what it's about. How does that actually work? Um, well, with me, I, so the tarot cards, I, I think there's 78 um, tarot cards in the deck. And everybody has their own uh, unique um, layout. I happen to use the astrology layout because that gives me detail from any from Aries all the way to Pisces, and it and it it, it gives me an idea of what uh, people are going through on a personal level, what's going on with their health, what's going on with the relationship, um, what's uh, going on work-wise. So the the tarot cards um, do they have pictures, they have symbols, they have um, pentacles. Um, they have uh, wands. Like there's different symbols, but with me, um, I learned through the writer's deck. It's, to me, it's like a beginner's tarot deck, and uh, through through the energy of the person and and the um, symbols on the card is really how I perform my uh, readings accurately. But everybody, I mean, there's, there's tarot cards you can use. There's ruined cards, uh, ruined uh, stones. There's uh, People use crystals, they use, um, there's, there's, there's so many different types of tools you can use. But I did use the uh, writer's deck um, at first, but as I developed my psychic ability, um, it's more of the energy within the cards. So it, I don't know if that explained it properly. Well, it, yeah, it does kind of explain it, but I guess... Uh... To, to get a little bit of more elaborate on it, which which do you believe in the most? Now, you say there's different tools that they can use, but in, in your skill set, what is the – I mean, you use tarot cards, correct? Is, is that all you mm -hmm. use, or do you use the others too? Um, I I used to use um, personal objects like jewelry, like rings and watches and bracelets, okay? Now, when I'm obviously, when I'm doing it um, online or on the phone, I can't use that, or I'm very good with pictures. So I will get my client to send me a picture, and I can read the aura. I look at, I need to see their eyes, and I can look in, the, in their eyes because the eyes are the doors to the soul. 
So I look into their eyes and I get the vibration around a picture. So I would say um, pictures in the tarot cards, um, in the voice, in the person's voice, or even a name will help me with the vibration of what's going on with the person. And you know what? I was I was listening, like I said on the intro, I was listening to Paulette's show, and she uses tarot cards too. And she kept talking about uh, asking the person on the other end to just be to concentrate so she could feel their vibe. And that's what you're talking about, correct? Yeah. As, as long as they're relaxed. Like if, if they're close to it, then it's hard for a psychic to get in. But as long as they're relaxed, they, they don't have to do anything on their part. Like I don't have to ask them. Um, their birthday or anything um, personal about them. I just need them to be relaxed, and and then I, I can feel their energy that way. So what kind of things can you discover through the tarot cards? Um, so, th- like I said, the um, astrology um, is the 12 houses from Aries to Pisces. So um, on a, what's going on with them on a personal level, what's going on with their family, um, what's going on, uh, in their home environment, their health, mind, body, and soul, their personal relationships, um, job-wise, if they're going to travel. There's, yeah, there's so much. Like, there's the twelve houses go into so much detail. And uh, so, the most, pardon? No, go ahead. Go ahead. So the the average um, client that does come to see me, it's it's usually about their relationship, their job, or their family. That's uh, I would say those are the three that that people do come to see me for. Now, do you uh, communicate at all? Can you use tarot cards to communicate with those that have passed on? Or is that, some, is that something totally different? Well, being a medium is not my forte, but I have, in these 35 years of experience, I have had visitors come to me. <laughs> um, they have stood behind the client or beside the client, and they have given me messages. It's It's... It it does come natural, I guess. If the maybe if the client really needs for me to uh, to feel a loved one, then yeah, they will make a um, make themselves present with me. I'm going to have to ask you this, and it's because I was watching Paulette's show. She actually used the divining rod. And so somebody called into her show and said that they were involved, or somebody on their end had passed away, and they wanted to know if they'd actually crossed over. And uh, Paulette used a divining rod to for a yes or no, where the divining rod came together for yes or it spread apart for no. Do you, mm-hmm. you use a divining rod? Do you believe in divining rods? Or um, Not that I don't believe in it, but no, that's not one of my tools. I, I guess I would go again more with if the, um, the past one has made themselves present, I will tune into their energy um, and... If, if they need to tell me something, I'm open to it. So I really don't need a tool in that regards. Well, would you be able to do a reading of me and Kevin while we're on air? Sure. Uh, Kevin, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. I, I need to introduce you, Kevin, because we're, so, we're 15 <laughs> minutes behind. This is Kevin Quabin, my co-host, <laughs> Nina. So I apologize. I didn't Hello, introduce Nina. him to you and everybody Hi, else. Hi, Kevin. But, uh, I, I've kind of kept, yeah, I've kind of kept him silent because I'm going to let you use him as a guinea pig because I don't like anybody knowing anything about me. But <laughs> <laughs> if you, do, you, do you care to be our guinea pig, Kevin? Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to let you. Uh, I'm going to let you do your thing with Kevin here, Nina. Go, go for it. Okay, Kevin. All right. So I'll just do a little, uh, give, give you a little sample here. I'm just going to lay out my, my uh, twelve cards here. Now, Kevin, is there anything in particular that you uh, want me to tune into or just give you a general? 
Um, just the general is fine. Okay. Well, whether you believe it or not, which most men are kind of skeptical saying, oh, I don't know if I do have a, a good intuition or not, but whether you're male or female because of the yin and yang, if you're tuned into it, then you will recognize it. So I've got the high priestess here in the reading, and your intuition is very good, and it sits in the second house, which is saying right now when it comes to money for 2019, you need to definitely follow your intuition, okay? And I can tell by the, the, uh, the Pisces house, the middle house here, is you're, you're definitely a thinker, okay? And you right now you are fighting your intuition, with your thoughts, because in the middle house here, you've got the, the two of swords. So you've got some forks on the road having to do with your financial situation. Also with um, mind, body, and soul in your health here, there's um, decision. I see you walking away from something. So there's there could be um, some um, medical advice that you were offered, and you could be walking away and Maybe you are um, going more um, natural than the conventional, I guess. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're definitely, you're a thinker, and you definitely should be following your intuition. Because the high priestess, to me, when, when the high priestess comes up, is you know on a psychic level what's going on, but you keep the cards close to you. So you don't necessarily tell anybody you know, what you're aware of until all the ducks are lined up, I guess you'd call it. Um, you are also offered a trip. So you've got in your um, your uh, Sagittarius house here is there there could be a trip coming up. Um, it, I'm getting April or June, okay? So it, it could be for work, okay? It's, and it's somewhere where you've never been, and it, it will help your... Um, your, your current position and what you're doing for a living right now. So I see that it's either April or June. Um, you're going to be offered this. I don't know if you're going to go both months, but you're going to be going one of the months, okay? Um, as far as personal relationship, you got the temperance in there. So you're learning a lot of balance in the relationship. Um, and I feel 2019 is all about people um, tipping the scales to um, and could be that they're hitting rock bottom because they need to um, have a stronger foundation in a lot of levels. So whether it's emotional, mental, physical, or spiritual, or even financially, um, tipping the scales to awaken this year for 2019. So you're all about balancing right now, following your intuition, and getting out of your head long enough to be able to see the forks in the road and act, and activate what you need to activate on more of a psychic level now than a rational level. So it's more right brain because right brain is your psychic ability. Um, the left brain is more of your logic. So you need to operate more of the right brain this year. Okay. So if you're wondering if you should take an opportunity and it's going to help you financially, those are the two the power months that I see for you, April and June. So I'd suggest that you would, you know, if, if that does uh, present itself, I would definitely uh, follow my intuition on that. Okay. Um, as far as, um, okay, so the uh, friendship level here, the, the social friendship, you could be spending more money socializing this year than you maybe you wanted to, or maybe you're going to 
um, be more practical with it, but it feels like if you, um, the things that you want to do on a social level, so it could be you renovating, like I see you're renovating outside. I don't know, it's something outside of your house in the back there, but you're renovating and that could be costing you money to be able to do what you want to do on a social level this year. And, and this summer is going to be very different for you. So it's going to be work, work um, balancing with the rest. And it's more activity. It's more of you um, doing what you wanted to do. And it feels like what you wanted to do two years ago, it seems to be activating in 2019 for you. So all the seeds that you planted two years ago, the harvest is coming for 2019 for you. So April is where things start to really shift for you. So okay. I don't know if, if that helped you. Um, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but uh, your, your intuition is, <laughs> your intuition, you know, a lot of a lot of men that come, like I don't have a, a lot of male clients, but the, the male clients that I that do um, generate towards me are very psychic, very spiritual. And they do recognize their psychic ability and they need to use it, use the right brain much more than they do. So you'll be using your right brain more. I don't know if that helped you. Sure. Well, is that good or bad that you're using the right side of your brain, Kevin? (laughs) Well, apparently I'm not using it right now at all. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're all about balance right now. You'll be balancing it, but yeah, activate more of the right brain. You do have a very good psychic ability. We all do. We're all psychic. We're all healers. Did, did it help you, Kevin? Yeah. Are you, you going to read Dean now? Oh, geez. You know what is going to happen here? I and mean, the last time we had a psychic get on here and read me, she actually said she can't read me because I'm too close-minded. So, oh. I, <laughs> what, what so sign I, are you, Dean? I am a Leo. Oh, you're not close-minded. Wow. Most yeah, of my no, clients what, are Leo's. Well, so I guess you just either I'm closed-minded or I wasn't paying attention. I don't know which it was yet. But, yeah, sure, go ahead. Do me. Do, okay. do, do reading sure. on me. Let's see what we got here. All right. Let's see. Let's see what 2019 is going to hold for you. All right. Oh, yeah, your typical Leo with the, the thinking and processing a lot. And, yes, you do have a good intuition. And you know it. You know you have a good intuition. All right. Oh yeah, you're a thinker. You're you're definitely you're definitely a typical Leo here. Okay. Yes. So w- this would explain things too. And in the middle house, you you got the wands here. Is your scattered energy? Okay. So the, the the middle house is always kind of like a pet peeve or what would stop you from going forward. So the scattered energy for 2019 is something you've got to get a grip on or all this good stuff is not going to manifest. So yes, your intuition and when it, your intuition is best in the morning and at home before you start the day. So it's almost like having a coffee and starting the day while well, you need to tune in for maybe your um, dreams are becoming more um, vivid and you're, you're picking up on it uh, first thing in the morning. So if you're going to think and you're going to, you're going to have your coffee what is your intuition saying first thing, in the mor- first thing in the morning? Do you have a lot of goals 2019? Yes, you do. But you're not going to accomplish all of them because you, the foundation may not be strong enough. So I would say at least 30% of the goals that you thought that you were going to accomplish, you're not because you're going to change direction. Okay, so it's not a bad thing. Um, so you're all about following your right brain 
um, and making decisions with the forks in the road. So instead of the um, and Leos can be stubborn. So there's that stubborn side of you, that scattered stubborn side of you that doesn't want to miss the boat here because I would say you've got three forks in the road coming up. So something around the home, something around the, the personal relationship and what you're doing for a living. So you can't afford to be scattered or stubborn in those three areas because the forks in the road are coming up. I would say your power month would be March and October of 2019. So March is a spring month. It's new beginnings. Um, if you're Leo, you're probably a July or August Leo. So, yeah, so it's not your birthday month. So it's after your birthday and before your birthday. But March is definitely where things, the pieces are going to start to come together especially with career. There is a decision oh, uh, relationship-wise, too, coming up. So the, the scatter, the stubbornness, you've got to step back and not overthink things, but what does your gut say? If there's red flags, you need to listen to the red flags. If there's something that you need to nip in the bud, you need to do it. Now, this could be either March or October. This starts to unfold for you. Now, in the first house, it's stating that you, um, in the past, you haven't been true to yourself and you're going to change all this uh, 2019. So this is where you're going to ground yourself, mind, body, and soul, and say, okay, I need to, yes, I'm doing a lot for people and I'll still be compassionate and still help, but I need to start being true to myself as well. I find that Leos can be the... Um, with the RPs of the, the Zodiac, where they see other people's talents, but then they, 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 they need to be in the spotlight. You're a Leo. You need to be in the spotlight. And you haven't been in, yes, what you're doing for a living is a spotlight, but you need to be more visible this year. You need, your creativity needs to, to, to shine more, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I think it does. I so I don't find that you're closed at all. I find that your creativeness, your intuition is strong. Um, you're be becoming a much better uh, judge of character. Before, you were looking at the people's image or what they had um, expressed to you, and now it's like your intuition sees through all the crap. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're going to be drawn to the right people and, and align yourself with the right connections now by being true to yourself. So no I more second-guessing yourself. Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> so no more second-guessing yourself. And, and the thinking, the, you know, the, the over-processing, no, you, you've got a very good intuition. Your, your judge of character is much better and clearer now, so you need to react on that this year. Uh, okay. So I don't know if that helps you. I, but uh, Yeah, no, it does. Actually, it was a lot better than the other one did. The other one uh, basically didn't have a – I mean, she was kind of – Saying I was closed minded, didn't she, Kevin? <laughs> what would, what did she say? I don't remember. She just basically uh, said, Oh, I don't said, find Leo closed minded. She's afraid to read you. <laughs> yeah, she kind of just said, oh, I can't read you. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, oh. so what do we do for the next 15 she's minutes? Like, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to say, oh, no. I'm not going to say. 
it was it was one of those things. So I tell you what, we're gonna have to go to a commercial break here for just a second, and we're gonna be back here with Nina. Nina, don't go anywhere, okay? Because we got some more questions to ask you. Uh, if you want to get on our website, it's www.kentuckyghosthunter.com, and of course, you can find us on Facebook. And definitely join the Kentucky Ghost Hunter group. Like I said earlier today, uh, it is a good thing to get onto, and there's a lot of announcements in the paranormal world on there. We're also on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's at underscore KY underscore ghost hunter. So you can check us out on Twitter too. But folks, we'll be right back after these messages and we'll talk to Nina here a little bit more. Be right back. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few more sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing New Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat pack furniture. When instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller tasting, thirst quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. Hi, this is the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. If you've ever wanted to become a successful investor but have some issues on just where to find a good deal, well, I've got one for you. Look no further than Soarhead Station Burgers and Lord Hartford. The opportunity offers low participation with a maximum revenue award potential. If you want to learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just send me an email. Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com That's Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com I'll tell you what, I'll forward your request for information to the owners of this facility, and it'll get back to you as soon as possible. It's a great deal, folks. Remember the name, Sorehead Station Burgers and More. When the food is great, the profits are going to be greater. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mmm, How about China? Mmm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? What about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mm. Oh, you guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mm. What about you, high school glee club, here on a field trip? settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton Green Tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's mmm to you. Lipton Tea can do that. Air fresheners create a beautiful atmosphere in your home. But some can be overpowering. Ambipure Puress is different because it's allergen reduced. It's just as scented, but we've taken things out to make it kinder to sensitive skin. So, all you're left with is a collection of delicate air fresheners approved by Allergy UK. Ambipure Pure S, a fresh take on fragrance in your home. 
You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&Ms. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate, so you've been avoiding M&Ms. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&Ms dark chocolate to the rescue. My heroes. M&Ms dark chocolate candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi, Tom Bodet. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tapes. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on. All right, welcome back to the Kentucky Ghost Hunters show. Once again, I want to direct you, and I, I know I've been saying this a lot tonight. We're a little bit uh, behind tonight because of some issues, but I want to direct you to go to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter group site on Facebook. It's really easy to find. It's the Kentucky Ghost Hunter group. And go there and basically you know, join the group because there's a lot of uh, paranormal investigation groups that are getting on there, and they're putting their announcements on there, and that's what it's for. It kind of gets everybody together in one place. Uh, and, and they can, uh, you know, if something's happening, well, everybody knows about it. And we just invite everybody to be on there. Our guest tonight is Nina Mancina. And I'm going to give you our call-in. If you would like to have her do a reading of you or something, it's it's easy to call in and get it done real quick. But it's 888-429-5471. That's the call-in number, 888-429-5471. Let Nina do a quick reading for you. And you got to do it quick if you're going to do it, because like I said, we're behind tonight, and uh, we're going to get it, uh, as much in as we can. And then our second guest coming up is Jane Elizabeth. She'll be coming up here in the next uh, probably 10, 15, 20 minutes. So give us a call and uh, talk to Nina. Now, Nina, when you use tarot cards, I'm going to kind of ask you this. Um, how accurate do you usually find them? When somebody comes up to you and does a reading, do, are they pretty accurate as far as, you, as you've been told? Uh, sorry, I don't understand the question. If, if I'm doing a reading for someone or someone's doing a reading for me? Well, no, if you're doing a reading for somebody, you're using okay. the tarot cards. I mean, how accurate yeah. does, uh, you know, you, I know you get feedback because, you know, oh, somebody's I see. Goes, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's the feedback you're getting? Because a lot, and I'll be honest with you, we, get, we, we cater to both sides here. We've got people that believe in the paranormal. We've got people that don't believe in the paranormal. We've got people that believe mm -hmm. in tarot card readings. We have people that don't believe in it. And they'll get on here and say, hey, I just don't believe anything you're telling me. But as far as accuracy is concerned, what's your philosophy on the, the tarot cards as far as accuracy? Has it been pretty accurate for you? Yeah, well, the feedback from testimonials, and I'll actually have people after they've done a reading a week later tell me that um, everything has unfolded exactly the way I said, or they'll tell me a month later or the next time when they come because I have a lot of regular clients. And, yeah, I get a lot of positive feedback. So the more open they are, then, yeah, I... I'm not 100%, but um, the more uh, certain people, I can tune in um, a lot easier because, yes, there are a little bit, of, they're, they're either scared or, they're, um, or they are a little defensive with me. But um, I, I would say, yeah, not 100%, but I'm probably 
accurate? I'm getting feedback saying that I'm pretty close to 85-90. So tell us some of the things that you have, have talked to other people about that's affected them. I mean, do you have stories that uh, have actually affected, impacted people's personal lives based on what you told them? And kind of tell us some good it's done. Um, yeah, I've helped, if you want to get into the paranormal, um, I have helped um, people that have had, um, I guess, entities into, in their house, and I've picked up on it and how it's affected them on an emotional, mental level, and I've suggested crystals and salts and, and whatever that's going to be different for each individual. Um, so, I, so I've helped them, and I do clear houses as well. So with my, uh, my native, you know, ritual, I do go to their houses and clear them as well. But um, the paranormal, I've dealt with that. Um, emotional and health um, issues where they, didn't, they weren't diagnosed yet. I don't really like getting into the health part of it because that's kind of sketchy. But um, health issues I have um, kind of diagnosed in a roundabout way. Um, I've had a lot of people asking if their spouse is cheating on them, and I've actually felt or saw the person that they have been cheating on, which is uh, is uh, it was pretty accurate, and I have had feedback on that. Um, what else? Just um, what's been going on with them personally, like maybe lack of um, confidence in um, helping them get jobs, and what their their um, uh, how can I say it? what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and what to focus on things like no, that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask you something here because uh, we've had people come on here and talk about house cleansing before. And you, mm-hmm. I heard you say that you have cleansed some houses of some bad yes. spirits, I would assume. So how do you, what procedure do you use to do that? Cause everybody uses a, a different procedure. It seems when they, when everybody we've talked to that's a psychic or has the ability to do that is use a different procedure. Which one do you use? I mean, what's your personal procedure for cleaning the house? Okay, so first of all, um, like I said, I've got the um, the Ojibwe background, so I do bring my Native American, Native Indian grandfather in, okay, spirit-wise. Um, I do have my four medicines, which is the tobacco, the sage, the sweetgrass, and the cedar around me on the table with, with the candle. And um, I do say a ceremony, which is it's a lengthy ceremony, so I... I, I wouldn't even begin to be able to tell you that, but there is a ceremony that I say with my sage stick. I will go around each in each room. I'll do the corner of each room saying my ceremony and um, cleansing it. And, ha- and my grandfather's right behind me helping me clear it and I'm with, the, with the ceremony that I'm using, and I'll, I'll do the whole house that way. It takes anywhere from a half an hour to 45 minutes to do this. And you've had pretty good success with it. Yes, I have. I've had. I've also had feedbacks on that. Where, um, for instance, their child was having night terrors, or um, saying, you know, there's the boogeyman underneath the bed type of thing. And I have gone in there and cleared the house, and uh, no more. So you're gonna have to tell us because we always ask people this: What's one of the scariest things that's ever happened to you, as far as paranormal is concerned, in, in your profession? Well, um, the house that I lived in before was uh, very haunted, and I had done my clearing. I've had um, a priest come in. I've had 
uh, witches and every, everyone to, to get rid of this. Um, in this one room underneath the garage, there, um, it, it was so scary that the, the entity was, I had a, um, I was running a daycare at the time, and the, I don't, a medium said that there is the entity was so vicious that it was like it wanted to uh, eat the kids in the room. And I, I tried everything to, you know, like the salt, the, the smudging, all the stuff I do. I, I finally did clear it out. But, um, you know, the, the entity would follow me around the house, tap me. I, would, I heard a little boy in the house. I saw a little boy in the house that was calling his, his mom. So there was a lot of different entities in that house. And it took a long time for me to clear it. So the, it did work, though. You cleared it out and everything was good? Yeah, I finally did clear it out, and then I moved. <laughs> <laughs> then you moved away. <laughs> <laughs> then I moved. <laughs> yeah, I needed another well, house to clear. <laughs> <laughs> so when well, you say you bring your grandfather in, what do you mean you bring a, you bring your grandfather in? He, I'm assuming he's passed on. You said in spirit. Yeah, yeah. So spirit. So I, I call him. I say, grandfather, you know, be with me. I'm I'm doing a healing right now. I'm doing a clearing. Um, I'm doing a reading. I, I, you know, I want, I want your wisdom, your guidance, your protection. So I call, just like the angels, you call, you know, you call in Archangel Michael for protection. You call Raphael for, for health reasons. So I, I you know, I just say, Gram, Grandpa, I need you. Come, come into my space. Okay. So what? Okay. okay. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. No. So, so do you? I mean, you believe in angels, obviously. Do you believe in God, or do you believe in a creator? How do you believe? Well, I I like to call source energy. Everything's energy. So yeah, I don't say God. I say source. So yeah, I ninety percent believe it. (laughs) I mean, I guess I I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without source. So yes, I do believe. So when you okay, do you believe? I mean, do you do you use that force as far as as your abilities, or is that just something on the sidelines? I mean, because everybody no. everybody's got different opinions of what God is. I mean, we've had so many people on here. Some believe, some don't believe. Some you know go way different as far as what it is and what it's not than other people. So, what is your actual? You're saying the source, or what's your actual belief in this? So I I just. Yeah, I with in with intention. I just um, I just feel the the energy, God's source, whatever you want to call it. I just I feel the energy. I so I, I believe it. I believe that I'm I'm being guided. I'm being protected by the source. So okay, it's, so it's basically it's, it's just you, when you're saying that protected by the source, you're saying that there is a God and you believe in God and you use the the force of God to work through you to do what you do. Yes, that, yeah, and the angels, the angels, uh, source, with my intention. Okay, and and I'm not trying to put you on a spot, it's just that we get so many different people with different opinions, and this is a good subject for our listeners, I always want to know about these things, but uh, um, your opinion on the afterlife, um, and we don't have much time, but do you have the same opinion um, as everybody else, is there heaven and hell, or is there a realm we go to, kind of? You know, give us your opinion of that. And like I said, I don't mean to put you on the spot. It's just that's what yeah, people want I know. to know. So we ask. <laughs> so uh, I should have told you I was going to ask that, I guess. But if you don't mind uh, explaining what you think happens after we die and all that good stuff. Okay. So uh, 
in the 35 years I've been doing this, it keeps it keeps fluctuating. <laughs> yeah, there is an afterlife. No, there isn't. I my faith is is back and forth. So I'm up and down with this. Um, do I? Um, I've I've got a cat that I find is very spiritual, and I, I swear that my cat is is human. So then that makes me believe that you know there's a soul in animals as well as us, as humans, so yeah, I guess there has to be an afterlife. Now, as far as heaven and hell, I don't know if if I believe in heaven and hell, I guess I just believe energy. I'm just an energy worker, so I just believe there's energy. I don't know how to explain it. So how do you have, um, just hypothetically, if, if uh, I come from a different belief system where I'm a I believe in there's a heaven and hell, but how do you believe, like, if you call upon your grandfather, if it's an energy, I don't mean in a derogatory way, but how do you, no. like, if it's for all energy, how do you pull just his energy if there's no place that we go afterwards, like our soul were to go? Like, if well, my soul goes to heaven and, you know, you call it upon Kevin Quatman to, you know, <laughs> help, you know, I, I could, that's what I'm trying to understand. Well, okay, back to the the vibration and energy. So mm-hmm. I don't really focus on a place where this vibration and energy falls because I believe that you can go wherever once you've passed away, I guess. So you're I don't I don't know if you are stuck in a certain heaven or hell, but when I call upon my grandfather, um he may not always come. Um and I can feel the difference in, in a room, if there is a negative energy or a positive energy, and if it's his or not. Okay. I don't know if that explains it. Sure, I, I was, I was I trying don't... to understand my mm-hmm. viewpoint. That's fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, do us a favor real quick, Nina. We're getting ready to run okay. out of time here because we're going to have to go to commercial break again. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they would like a reading or just to contact you. Sure. Um, so I have a new website that is www.psychicadvisornina.simplesite.com. My email is psychic at rogers.com and I'm in Newmarket, Ontario. My phone number is 905-717-6874. If you want to visit me or like me on Facebook, then you can do uh, psychic advisor and spiritual um, heal, healer, I think I'm under, or Nina Messina. I'm on LinkedIn as well under psychic advisor, spiritual coach, I think. Perfect. Nina, thank you for being mm-hmm. on tonight, hon. Okay, thank you. Yep, and we're going to go to commercial. Yeah, we're going to go to commercial break here, real folks. And when we come back, uh, we've got another guest coming up, and just hang tight, and we'll be right back. out a few for sound effects on you yes cool you okay with this yes and this yes and what about this yes ha gotcha there thirst that wasn't sound effects that was a coke i'm no longer thirsty you're so out of here coca-cola open happiness 
As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing new Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat pack furniture. When instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller tasting, thirst quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. Hi, this is the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. If you've ever wanted to become a successful investor but have some issues on just where to find a good deal, well, I've got one for you. Look no further than Soarhead Station Burgers and Lord Hartford. The opportunity offers low participation with a maximum revenue award potential. If you want to learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just send me an email. Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com That's Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com I'll tell you what, I'll forward your request for information to the owners of this facility, and you'll get back to you as soon as possible. It's a great deal, folks. Remember the name, Sorehead Station Burgers and More. When the food is great, the profits are going to be greater. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mmm, mmm. How about China? Mmm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? What about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you, high school glee club, here on a field trip? settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton green tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's mmm to you. Lipton tea can do that. Air fresheners create a beautiful atmosphere in your home. But some can be overpowering. Ambipure Puress is different because it's allergen reduced. It's just as scented, but we've taken things out to make it kinder to sensitive skin. So, all you're left with is a collection of delicate air fresheners approved by Allergy UK. Ambipure Puress, a fresh take on fragrance in your home. You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate. So you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's Dark Chocolate to the Rescue. My heroes! M&M's Dark Chocolate Candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi, Tom Bodette. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tapes. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on.
Welcome back to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. I, we're running a little late, but we're going to probably go over a little bit, too, because of it. Our second guest tonight is Jane Elizabeth. Jane is a professional psychic medium and astrologer, and she's also the author of Messages of the Stars. Hello, Jane. How are you tonight? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot right off the bat, because the first thing I always ask everybody is, is you are a psychic medium. Tell me how you discovered this and, and what age you were and the story behind it. I just decided a few days ago that I was going to be a psychic medium. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't laugh. We had some people do that on the show. So. <laughs> decided, you know, hey, sounds good. I'm just going to go with it. No, it was, I don't know, it's been like since 1995, um, actually, that I've been doing readings professionally. But before then, my mom, you know, when I was little, my mom used to call me a fortune teller, and she would say, you're a psychic, you know things, and, and how did you know this, and how did you know that? And she would always call me her little fortune teller, you know, and not like on a daily basis, but, you know, there were just times when, like, the the paranormal would come through my closet and I would tell her <laughs> and then I would tell her I had a conversation with that paranormal spirit and I told her what that spirit said and she looked at me I'll never forget being a little kid and she looked at me and said how did you know that <laughs> and I said because the spirit came through my closet and told me those things so anyway you know, labeling myself as a psychic medium, that was probably back in the early 90s when I started doing readings professionally. And I, I, was, I sit and I meditate a lot. And I have to meditate a lot because I'm a quadruple Scorpio. And for anybody out there listening who knows anything about the sign of Scorpio, even if I just had the sun in Scorpio, I would need to meditate every day. But I have four planets and I have a rising sign in Scorpio. So it's like a must because if I don't meditate every day and stay in more of a higher spiritual place, and I am like the worst person on the planet, I'm sure. But anyway, yeah, so I was meditating, and I heard the words psychic, medium, astrologer, and so that is how I aligned with those words, that title. <laughs> Makes sense? It makes sense, but now you're gonna have, you're gonna have, you are an author also, and you wrote the book Messages of the Stars. Now, it, it, just by the title, are you talking to Elvis when you say stars, or is that just something totally different? Well, I talk to Elvis sometimes, but it is different. Messages of the Stars is about the planets, and you know, so what I do, I, I write astrology books. And just this year, you know, 2018, I just published my twentieth book. So it's a book. It's an astrology book about how the planets, you know, are moving through the cosmos and, you know, for each of the 12 signs, I, you know, well, first of all, I do like an overview of how the planets are lining up for the month and I talk about that. And then I look at how the planets are, you know, just moving through the constellations for each of the 12 signs. And I write about that, you know, giving everybody a little bit like, hey, this particular planet is going to be in this area of your life and it may, you know, present this, that, or the other to you. So that's my messages of the stars, the stars, uh, you know, the planets. And so what I do, again, I put together all these charts of how the planets are going to align throughout the year, and I sit and I meditate for weeks. You know, this last book, it took me about seven weeks, actually, to write it. And so I sit and I meditate, you know, just day after day after day, listening, studying the star charts, you know, and how the planet's going to line up for the year for each of the 12 signs. And I write out in my book, you know, what the messages that I receive. So the stars, the planets. 
So I'm going to have to ask you because a lot of people, including me, I guess in some way, don't quite understand the whole message when it comes to stars and planets and lining up and everything. Can you kind of go into a little bit more depth about what that exactly means as far as as, as people was concerned? Yes. Okay, so the planets, okay, um, in astrology. Oh, my gosh, it can be so complex. But anyway, let me see if I can... Well, you've got an hour, so go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'll simplify. Um, So the planets, you know, um, moving around Earth, because we're Earthlings, okay? So each of the planets, astrologically speaking vibrates at a certain frequency, a certain energy. For instance, Venus, you know, nice, you know, fiery, hot Venus. You know, Venus is the planet of love, beauty, passion. Okay, so when she's moving through the constellations and she's spewing energy, you know, towards Earth and also to the other planets and in, you know, in alignment with where the other planets are transiting, you know, she can bring beautiful, wonderful love, partnership, you know, bliss into our lives, depending on what area she's moving through our own personal lives, or she can bring all kinds of chaos, you know, as far as friendships and relationships um, and partnerships. Mars, you know, is the planet that spews an energy of masculinity and aggression. So depending on what constellation it's moving through in combination with the other planets, you know, again, it, it, it could be a good aggression um, energy that it's spewing towards the people of Earth. It's like we, we're energetic beings, we humans, okay, so the planets, you know, moving around their energy and they're just kind of spewing energy, you know, back and forth and around and, and then we humans, energetic beings, we're absorbing the energies and not just humans, you know, even insects and animals, you know, and plants, you know, everything, all, you know, everything on Earth, all living uh, what do I want to call it? Like all living things on Earth. You know, we absorb this energy. We pass energy back and forth. And the planets, you know, just again, just depending on which planets, Mars, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, you know, um, Pluto. And yes, Pluto is still a planet, astrologically speaking. So just depending on where the planets are moving, you know, through the constellations, again, they're spewing, spewing you know, just a certain kind of an energy uh, towards us. We're absorbing it. We're feeling it. It may have, you know, all to do with how we act and react, you know, and that's why we have to be aware of what the energies are doing, what they're spewing out, what we're absorbing, and then we have to be aware and then in control of what we do and don't do. So how did you get training to do this, Jane? I mean, I know you just didn't wake up and say, I know how to do all this stuff. Is there a certain class you took, or did you train with somebody? Or I, you know, it is like a forever life study. I did, I did train with someone way back in the early '90s. You know, there was a lady that I studied with for a few years, and but mainly, you know, and I just kind of absorbed everything that she knew, you know, into me, and I kind of feel like. I've done this before in a previous lifetime because she had told me when I was studying with, and I was studying modern astrology with her back then. And she said to me, she goes, she says, you know this better than I do, Jane. She says, I feel like you're meant to do this for a living. And I'll never forget the day she, she told me that. And I remember sitting there thinking, I will never do readings for people, (laughs) you know? And so here I am today, you know, 20 plus years later, and that's what I do for a living readings, you know, all day long, every day. So anyway, um, 
it, 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 it's like a life study. It's never ending. I, you know, started out with just modern Western astrology, learning it from her way back in the early 90s. Then that turned into, because I really wanted to be able to read, you know, just more intuitively, you know, like the way the prophets read. So again, you know, there I was meditating and just listening to spirit. And I said, I want to be able to read, you know, the messages of the stars the way the prophets read. You know, I want to be able to either look in the ephemeris or look up into the heavens, you know, and just see planets, you know, like, oh, this particular planet is in this particular aspect to the sun or to earth or in this particular constellation. What does it mean? You know, I wanted to do it more. I wanted to, I didn't want to do it the way modern Western astrology is read. I wanted to be able to read or receive messages, you know, from the higher powers that be just through my body as opposed to like reading a book and saying, oh, that's the planet Mars or Venus or Saturn or Jupiter, and here's what the book says it means. You know, I just, you know, again, I'm a quadruple Scorpio, so it had to come directly from, you know, what created it. (laughs) So um, I did read a lot of books, so I read a ton of books, you know, and learned, you know, the modern Western way. And I also meditated and I prayed and I prayed and I meditated and I received visions and I received messages from spirit as far as, you know, like how to truly work with astrology. Maybe it was like how to align with astrology, how to align with the planets and so on and so forth, you know, the best way for me personally. So I'll never forget it was back in the early 90s, and I was sitting on the floor working on an astrology chart, and uh, I was asking, I was just sitting there meditating, I was feeling a little frustrated, you know, because I had put together this guy's chart, and and I was trying to connect with him and share the messages with him, but what I realized that I was doing was trying to share messages with him based on what I had read in books or what I had learned from other humans, you know, about astrology and the planets and the astrological house. So I'm sitting on the phone. I said, okay, Spirit, you got to help me. You know, if I'm supposed to do this, I want to be able to read, you know, um, these charts. I want to be able to do this the way the prophets did it. You know, I want to, and if it's my thing to do, then, you know, let it come through me purely and cleanly and clearly. And so I saw a vision. You know, I'm sitting on the floor, and all of a sudden I, I literally felt like my spirit was lifted out of my body, and I saw a vision of the astrological wheel, and it was spinning around like the wheel of fortune. And then I had a you know, a spiritual being come forth, point to the sign of Sagittarius and told me to be to begin there. So it took months. I was trying to understand, like, what it meant, you know, begin with Sagittarius. What does that mean? So I remember I put together a chart by hand. And, by the way, all of the charts that I put together, I put together by hand. I don't use any astrological software. So I have my old-fashioned ephemeris in front of me, and I do everything by hand. So anyway... I put together this girl's chart um, that I was working with back then and by hand, sitting on the floor with her, and I said, okay, I got this message from Spirit about, you know, starting with Sagittarius. I'm not 100% sure how this works, but I want to do your chart. And she goes, okay, do my chart. And she's a cancer. So I'm sitting on the floor with her. I put together her chart, and all of a sudden I started seeing visions, you know, visions of, like, life before she was even born, things that took place with her mother and her father, which were all validated after the reading because she called her mother and said, hey, Mom, Jane did a reading, did my astrology chart reading, and she saw this and she saw that, and her mother validated. Her mother said, yep. She goes, Jane, she goes, Jane, you got a power there, <laughs> you know, making me feel really good and everything. And so anyway, I sat on the floor with this girl, you know, doing her chart, and, I mean, I saw... I saw her first grandchild being born, which he was born exactly the way I saw it in the vision. (laughs) 
and I saw things that, that were going to happen in her daughter's life, her two sons' lives. I saw things that were coming her way, and one of the crazy things that I saw coming for her wasn't a car accident. And, you know, I remember sitting with her on the floor, and I said, okay, there's a car accident coming up. And she looked at me and said, what? And I said, yeah, there. I said, there's a car accident. I said, I'm... I said, looking at your chart, I'm seeing a vision of a truck and your car. I said, so I think two people may be in the truck and just you in the car, but there are three people, and I see this car accident. And she said, okay, how do I change it? And I said, I don't know, you know, because, again, this was like my first chart reading that I had done by hand. So, you know, um, about a week went by, and I remember just sitting there waiting for her to show up at work, and she didn't show up. And I'm like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? So long story short, we get a call from the hospital that she had been in a car accident and a truck, you know, had ran a red light right into her. Um, two people were in the truck and she was in her car. So that's how, like, mm. like working with astrology the way I do now, like by hand, doing the charts by hand with the ephemeris, you know, working with the birth date, keeping myself, you know, as spiritually, energetically clean as I possibly can, you know, so that... As I'm sitting with someone and I'm putting together that chart, you know, the energies are coming through my body. You're turning into visions and pictures and images and words and feelings. And then it's up to me, you know, to be able to translate and communicate that back to the person I'm doing the reading with. So I'm so. going to yeah, let me <laughs> let me let me uh, kind of back up here in your story for just a second. You, you said you did a lot of praying when you first started, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm going to take it that your 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 abilities are based kind of on a religious aspect. Is that true? Spiritual. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess what I'm getting you know, at. You're uh, right. We, yes. Yes. I apologize for interrupting you, but you're correct. You know, kind of. I mean, I was raised Catholic. You know, my oldest sister is a Catholic nun. You know, in Ohio, so I was raised. You know, Roman Catholic. And so, again, being born, you know, with the ability, you know, to see spirit, talk to spirit, you know, um, share spirit's messages with other people, you know, that's something I'm just born with. You know, astrology is like my tool, you know, that my, right. like my switch, you know, to turn it on and off. So I use astrology, you know, so that I can connect with people and if they want me to connect with them and share messages with them. So, yes, um, it started out as religion <laughs> for me. Um, as a child, you know, born into a very strong Catholic family, you know, went to Catholic school. <laughs> and so as I got older, it became more spiritual for me as opposed to religious. And today, you know, but I still, I have that Catholic background and foundation. Well, do you, do you still, and I, I'm, I'm leading up to a question that a lot of people get asked, but I want to make sure that it pertains to you in this situation. Do you still, uh, do you, well, let's just be honest, do you still go to church and all that, or is that something you don't do anymore, or? I do not. Okay. Here, here's the question I was going to come up with, and the way I was, I was kind of leading up to this, because I just wanted to see how far it was. A lot of the times that somebody that has the ability that you have kind of conflict, especially when it comes to and I'm going to say religion. Have you had that happen to you where it's, you've conflicted with religion as far as your ability is concerned? Did it happen in the past? or It did happen in the past. However, you know, um, like, like I was saying, my oldest sister is a Catholic nun. And uh, I think it, was, it may have been my first five books, you know, that I wrote and published. My mother, you know, um, back then when she was alive 
sold my books to church members, <laughs> you know, and the priest, the Catholic priest, and I'm not talking about American Catholic, I'm talking about Roman Catholic, you know, just totally supported me. So that was that was like from a spiritual perspective to me, that was like a sign from the higher powers that be telling me, okay, you're in alignment, you know, you're not attracting too much opposition here. But I, I did, you know, I remember you know, doing presentations at Borders, you know, when Borders was in existence. And, you know, they had me at the store doing astrological, you know, shows, presentations, and promoting promoting and selling my book. And I remember, you know, like, kind of like the born-again Christians would show up there and kind of tell me that what I was doing was against spiritual law or whatever, you know, religious law. And I said, okay, well then I guess I'm breaking the law, you know, but I'm going to do what I'm doing until a higher power tells me not to. <laughs> what, do, do you feel you're breaking the religious law by doing what you're doing? No, I do not. Well, good, because I don't think you are either. And and Kevin uh, Kevin is a ghost hunter, and sometimes you run into that sometimes with some religious people, don't you, Kevin, where they're kind of down on you for what you do? Yeah, I, like 95% of my Facebook friends are all Catholic, and I can't talk about it. <laughs> so they, they, they don't understand yeah and I, I guess that's what i'm asking so I, I understand where she's coming from yeah and i think i understand through you through you and the experiences that you've told me about kevin where she's coming from too but jane i guess you're not really having that uh that bad experience like kevin is where you can't talk about what you do to the friends that are in a, a certain religion is that correct and what i'm assuming they accept you for what you do and and go from there or that's correct. And even back in the day, you know, when I kind of just started doing what I do and it's, you know, full time as living, I didn't attract a lot of opposition. And again, you know, but I, you know, again, I grew up in a Catholic family. And, you know, so the 99.9% of the people that I congregated with were are Catholics. And yeah, there were some that were like, oh, Jane, we shouldn't talk about this. Or, you know, you know, you shouldn't. Yeah. And I, I attracted some judgment, you know, but I guess I felt 100% about who I am and what I'm doing. And so therefore that judgment, you know, lasted for about a minute <laughs> or less. Well, good for you. Now, let me, let me ask you this then, since we went through this route and we went through the religion part of it, as a psychic medium, and we had a couple of people on before you in, in past programs that uh, basically have their opinion what happens to us when we pass on, and they've got different realms we go to. Some of them, some of them say that when you're reincarnated, that you're uh, you have to wait so many years before you come back and all that good stuff. But now you mentioned uh, reincarnation a minute ago, so I hate to put you on the spot, but that's what we're good for here. Go um, for it. <laughs> yeah. What if something happens to say you're walking down to the street right now and you get hit by a truck and you you. You know, something happens, you, you pass away. What happens to the spirit? Is, is, and explain to me, if you would, while you're explaining this reincarnation, if there's, you know, because Christianity doesn't really believe in reincarnation. There's others that do. A lot of people like you believe in both. That there's a, And I don't know if you believe in it, but they, they explain it as something like a heaven and a hell and reincarnation. They kind of combine all three. So this is your time to shine. We're going to put you on the spot. I, that uh-huh. one just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, the way I feel it, you know, reincarnation, you know, is like the spirit, you know, leaving this present um, incarnation, this present form, and kind of going out into the ethers or astral plane, and, you know, maybe drifting for a moment, maybe not. It may be an 
instant reincarnation, like you're walking down the street, you get hit by a truck, the spirit leaves the body, and it may immediately go into another body. It could be the body of an ant or a squirrel or another human. You know, I feel like it has all to do with what that particular person, you know, was experiencing or doing, you know, as they transitioned from one body to the next. I do believe in reincarnation. I also believe in ascension. <laughs> See, there we go. We're, we're combining now. <laughs> reincarnation with ascension. Well, to explain to me what ascension. Tell me what ascension is. To me, ascension is when the spirit evolves, ascends to a lighter body, you know, or, you know, sort of like the story of Jesus the Christ, you know, ascend, ascended beings, the master. So I feel like the ascended masters and ascended spiritual beings that are around us were once beings just like you and I in human form, you know, doing radio shows, you know, delving into astrology and the paranormal, asking questions, living life and learning, just like you and I are doing. And they got something right. They got it right again and again and again until those spirits evolved into supreme beings. And those are the beings, those supreme beings, you know, are the ones that are with us and around us today, you know, guiding us if we would just allow ourselves to listen and to be guided. So that's what I, that is my interpretation of ascended beings, ascension, the, you know, the, the ascension of the spirit and the way the spirit ascends, again, is through living, you know, being human and living and experiencing and delving into certain things and asking questions and doing astrology, <laughs> you know, and, you know, tasting chocolate, you know, it's it's about living life and learning and just allowing ourselves, you know, to experience, you know, whatever experiences are before us. And we live, we live it, we learn it, you know, we define it or we not, we don't define it. But somewhere, you know, um, we get the, get something right. And we evolve into lighter-bodied, ascended beings. So on this, on the the, the ghost realm that we deal with <laughs> a lot on our program too, and you're saying that you know either sins or or they uh, uh, basically they reincarnate. Now, do you do you believe in ghosts? Yes. So why would we? I mean, if you're ascending. Tell me the reason we have ghosts, in your opinion, because well, they're not ascending they and they're ascend. not reincarnating; they're just here. Okay, my my definition, you know, of ascend, we ascend through learning. So we've got these spirits, okay, in you know human form or animals or plants or whatever. So we got these spirits, and you know maybe they are just a, what I call a lower vibration spirit, you know, or a newer spirit, and. You know, so there they are, you know, trying to evolve or learn, you know, through whatever that totem pole of learning is. So they're learning. You know, maybe a spirit was born and it only got so far as to a fly, you know, the common house fly. And it didn't experience um, life 
through a human being or, you know, through maybe a bear or some other animal. You know, so maybe it just got to be a fly. And so then that fly dies and that spirit, say that spirit is drifting, trying to figure out, like, well, where do I go next? You know, where did I evolve to? What do I learn? You know, being a fly, you know, what's my, what's my next incarnation? What's the next body? Where have I grown to? Okay, it's, it's almost like, um, like being promoted in a business. Okay, you say you start at the ground floor, you know, and you're working in the mail room, <laughs> excuse me, and you're working in the mail room, you know, and then uh, you get that job right, you know, and you do a really excellent, wonderful job, and they say, okay, I'm going to uh, move you to, you know, a new level. You know, so you just, the more you learn, you know, you learn your job, you learn the role, you learn the, you know, the suit you're wearing, <laughs> you know, um, and so... You learn it and you perfect it and then you evolve to the next level and then to the next level. And I think somewhere I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, okay, I think you actually answered it, but I'm going to kind of okay. embellish on that question a little bit. As we, according to what you're saying, as we evolve or we learn in the spirit realm, and my question was, do you believe in ghosts, basically, and you answered yes, it. But, you were asking uh, about ghosts. Like, yeah, well, yeah, but now you got me on something else here. As well, we're I'm moving still... on, let's say this. Let me let me say this. As this fly that you're talking about, that that somebody stomps on, and they're then the, the the spirits running around saying, you know, where do I go next? <laughs> where do I go next? <laughs> is this is this a situation where? And I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm sorry, but not really. Is this a situation <laughs> where you get to choose because? The way I was understanding you say we're going around saying how am I going to learn what body am I going to go into next? In the spirit realm, do we choose where we go next, or is it no, just how- I, well, I do not think or feel that we choose where we go next. I feel like it has all to do with you know that process, our process of evolution, what we learn. You know that learning process. It's like what are you learning as being you know, Nicholas or Kevin, what are you learning? You know, um, it has all to do with what you're learning. It's like being in school, you know, and, um, you know, just learning, you know, all the subjects and perfecting them and acing all these subjects. And then you, again, you evolve, you progress to a new level. Okay. So the ghost in my definition, interpretation of ghost, because I've experienced, you know, restless, spirits, <laughs> you know, and spirits that are afraid to go to the light and spirits that have left either their bug body or their um, rodent body or their human body, and they're just, you know, kind of lingering around because they're afraid to go to the light. They're trying to attach to you and live through your body and your experience. And yes, I've experienced ghosts and entities that try to attach. <laughs> and um, again, I feel like there there are some spirits out there that are, you know, maybe they've done that, you know, they just haven't progressed any higher than, a, you know, the body of a rodent. And they're just lingering because, again, they're afraid to go to the light so that they can go and experience another body. And so they just linger and they linger and then they become really, really good at being, you know, really good, really strong, a strong ghost, a strong spirit. You know, they become really, really good at being a strong ghost or a strong spirit because they just will not go to the light. 
you know, so, and it's like, oh, that was a really tough ghost to get rid of. Yeah, because they've been around for a really long time doing what they do, so they've got really good at being really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know we've got a lot of stuff there, but I've, I've got to ask one more question. I'm going to go into, yes. you've got some readings done for me and Kevin. I know that, and I want to get into that. So, yeah, we're going to do a little bit here. But my last question before we get into these readings is this, now, Kevin and I, like I said, we're paranormal investigators, him more than me. I guess I'm more of an entertainment paranormal investigator. Uh, but but uh, I do talk to a lot of people that have had instances of, say, like uh, entities that, are, that weren't so nice. We're talking like, you know, possessions and stuff like that. And you kind of uh, I talked about it just a teeny bit. But as these spirits, um, have you ever dealt with a, a possession or something like that on what you do? I guess let me ask that first. Have you ever dealt with that? Like a spirit trying to possess somebody's body? Yeah. Have you ever dealt with that or is that something you've not dealt with? I have. Um but again, I'm a, I, you know, and I, I, I don't want to say this. I don't want it to sound egotistically. <laughs> but again, being who I am, um, and doing what I do every day, and then someone come in, and you know, someone comes in, and they got like a some kind of entity or spirit attached to them, and um, usually I just kind of give them my Scorpio look and say, you know what, not in my house, <laughs> and it goes away. <laughs> And I, I, and I guess that's what I was going to ask you as far as advice, because a lot of people say that we have control over those spirits because we we're more evolved. We and do. My question to you is if somebody would, that's listening thinks they have a attachment or something like that, what would you tell them? Besides give me a call, of course, or you, what would you tell right. them? Call the ghost hunters, the Kentucky ghost hunters. <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll tell them to call you. That's, no. <laughs> And then I'll just send them your way. Oh, but, um, that... What I've learned personally is to face the fear, you know, because fear, you know, I, I've had moments where it's like, you know, freaking spirits, you know, have scared me and made me feel uncomfortable. And I also realize that when I get scared and uncomfortable, I'm weak. So I take a deep breath and I'm like, and I'll do my mantra. I'll just say, Jane Elizabeth, Jane Elizabeth, Jane Elizabeth. <laughs> and, you know, it empowers me, you know, to just do my mantra and, you know, just face it, you know, to face that energy. It's like, yeah. And so I feel like that's what we have to learn to do is just, you know, empower self and face our fears. I agree. Hey, would you mind, can you do a reading if somebody would just call in? Would you be able to do that for them? Let me feel it. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, let me give – I'm going to have you – tell you what. I'm going to give the number for somebody to call in. Before we do – right after I do that, you've already got a chart done on Kevin, correct? I gave you his – Well, both. Chart. I have both charts. I have yours okay. and Kevin's. Well, let's do Kevin first, and then we'll do the caller, and then we'll do me last. How's that? Okay. That'd be good? <laughs> All right. Well, let me give you the calling number, folks. It's 888. We're only going to do one reading, so it's whoever gets here first. But it's 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. We're going to put you on just as soon as she gets done with Kevin's reading. So go ahead and do Kevin's reading real quick. Well, I know um, the last, you know, astrologer that or psychic that you had on, you know, she gave you guys some messages. So, Kevin, is there anything you want to know? Uh, about my career. About career. Okay, well... 
I put together your chart of how the planets were lined up when you were born. You've got a beautifully powerful chart. You're born with the planet Pluto in Libra, Mercury in Libra. Mercury has to do with communication and your mind. You're born with the sun, of course, in Libra. The planet Uranus in Libra and Venus in Libra. So you're supposed to be in Hollywood. You're supposed to be famous. You're a people person. You know, you're just, you know, yeah, you are Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) You have a powerful chart. It's called a stellium. You know, all those planets lined up in the sign of Libra. It's like the gods and the goddesses gathered when you were born, and they said, you know, well, we're gonna. He's gonna speak all kinds of languages. He's gonna speak. He's gonna just be able to get along with, you know, every race on the planet, and and he's gonna be great with people and great with animals and great with kids. He's just gonna be great with everybody. <laughs> you know, yep. you have that. That's all those planets lined up in Libra. So, career. You know, um, there's a series of eclipses that are happening. Okay, and, you know, for other astrologers out there listening right now, I work with Sun Sign Astrology Equal House System. Um, that'll make sense to astrologers. So, you know, looking at, again, um, your birth planets in combination with how the planets are moving around this year, there's a series of eclipses that are happening in your area of career. And it says this is the year, you know, where you can actually you know, go to a, a higher place, um, a better place, um, a place that is more, in, that kind of like allows you to use more of your gifts, you know, your gift of expression. You know, you'd make a great comedian, too, just looking at how these planets, but you do have a serious side. And, but one thing that I was noticing about your birth planets is um, the planet Uranus is it's like, 13 degrees in the sign of Libra, and the sun is at 11 degrees in the sign of Libra when you're born. And Uranus has to do with, you know, difference. You know, somebody you, you, somebody who can just, like, a jack of many trades. You know, so in other words, if you were in Hollywood, you could play a bunch of different roles. I mean, when you watch movies, do you ever say, I, I'd be so good in that role, or I could do that? <laughs> because you got it in your chart. You know, you've got the these like a hundred different personalities inside of that body. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so again, a jack of many trades. Um, and again, a series of eclipses are happening in your area of work, job, business, career, you know, um, this year, so throughout the whole year. And it also... I don't know if you met somebody in the last year, you know, somebody from a different state, maybe even a different country, but your chart clearly shows that you know, someone, possibly somebody a little bit younger than you, chronologically younger, but somebody came into your life within the last year, you know, who would actually um, assist you in going to higher heights this, you know, as far as career in 2019. I don't know who that would be, but... Huh? I'm not sure who that would be. Well, it'll make sense to you later. <laughs> give us give some time, Eric. Kevin. I, 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 <laughs> did that help you? Yeah. Did that help you, Kevin? Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. I know we've got Denise on the line. Uh, can you go ahead and put her on there, Doug? I'm on. Hi, everybody. Oh, there he is. All right, Denise. Hey, Denise. Uh, welcome to the show, and uh, go ahead and do Denise's Thank reading. You. Hi, Denise. Um, Hello. Denise, tell me your birth date. Is, do you want the whole year and everything? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> okay, July, July 26, 1957. Okay. 
You said July 25th, 1957? Mm-hmm. July 25th. Okay, I'm going to look it up in the ephemeris. Okay, one quick second or two. Okay, let's see. 725. It's 725. Okay. July. Was it 725 or 726? 26. 26. 26. July 26th of 1957. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Born on a Friday. Okay. Leo. Another Leo, Nicholas. Okay. With a cancer on the cusp of Leo moon. And is there anything you want to know about? Because I'm, you know, and the first message I'm getting from spirit right now is health. Not, I'm hoping it's not like health issues, but I'm getting health. Um, I feel there's a lot of planets. There's like eight planets that are going to line up in your health area. And, uh, you know, looking at your birth planet here, you know, you, you're born with the dragon's head, your soul's purpose in the sign of Scorpio, which says to seek spirit, you know, to align with the higher spiritual way. You're, you know, to just really get to know yourself from the inside out, your spiritual self in this lifetime. And uh, so I'm looking at that in, in combination with how the planets are moving through your birth chart for 2019. And so I'm hoping that this health thing that I'm feeling is spirit's way of saying there are certain foods you need to eliminate, maybe certain foods, certain medications, you know, if you're taking medications or supplements, because it says your body is going through a cleansing uh, in 2019. What? Yes. <laughs> but... Why'd you chuckle? <laughs> because I've been eliminating foods from my diet. <laughs> oh, good. Because that's exactly how the planets are moving through your chart. Yeah. It says eliminating. Yeah. Um, yes. Say that again. I'm sorry. No, no, that's no. That was just, just correct. Yes. Well, uh, let's see what else. Um, so, okay, that's a pretty big area for you for the whole year, you know, just, again, going through this process of elimination um, as far as what you put in the body. Let's see, we've got you're born with the planet Mercury in Leo, Venus, and Virgo. Oh, you've got some, this is a good money year for you. Um, it may be investment or a inheritance or when I say inheritance it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody has to die you know you may inherit a gift but it shows extra money is coming in and it doesn't feel like income okay so it feels like you know some kind of wealth or gift is coming your way okay so we've got that we've got Mars and Leo so okay you've got strong Leo in your chart Pluto and Leo Uranus and Leo uh, Mars in Leo and the Sun in Leo. So, have you ever like done spiritual work or ever taught? I have. Okay, because you've got strong teaching, strong spiritual work in your chart. And let's see, what else do you want to know? <laughs> we could do this oh, for yeah. hours. <laughs> right, um, like, I mean, do you have a question? Um. Do Do you see? Anything um, as far as um, spirituality? Um, 
as far as like maybe your your spiritual journey or working in the spiritual field? Yes, yes, both. Okay, um, yes and yes, I do. And okay. um, because you're born with that dragon's head, you're a soul's in Scorpio. So being a Leo with Pluto and Leo, Uranus and Leo, Mars and Leo, and then your soul's purpose in Scorpio, you know, you've got a you got a path of a prophet, you know, so you are to do spiritual work, you know, and um, share your knowledge and enlightenment, you know, with others. You definitely, you're thank a you. prophet, <laughs> Denise. Well, thank you. That, that, thank you. That, mean, that means a lot. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, okay guys, thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks, Denise. Now you know what time okay. it is. Time to do me, the great Kentucky ghost hunter. And I just gonna take. We only got like twenty minutes. We can't do this whole long drawn out thing. Just don't tell Why my not? whole secret, Jane. I don't believe in timing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now, did you hear the last show? We've had a few psychics and it came on and said that they just they don't like reading me because I just I'm unreadable sometimes because I don't open my mind to things. Now. You're gonna have. Is that a problem on your end, or does everything look okay? Or you do have a closed mind. I'm only joking. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, is that good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> You're born with a Mercury retrograde in Leo. I wouldn't say you have a closed mind. Um, you're just born with a Mercury retrograde, so that's kind of like being a little ADD. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, Kevin, you'll admit that, won't you? <laughs> Absolutely. That Mercury retrograde, it's like, huh, what'd you say? Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me in a nutshell, isn't it, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really a closed mind. It's just one of those minds that's probably listening to something else other than the human that's talking to you. But um, Nicholas, no, did you go by Dean or Nicholas? Either one. Everybody calls me Dean, though. Oh, okay. Because I heard you say that on the um, earlier, and I was like, Dean. I was like, Did I? I didn't do his chart, and then I realized it was just the two of you, and I was like, Oh, maybe that's just a second name. So anyway, okay. So um, you've got a cool birth chart, you know. Um, I really like Kevin's chart, though. I like it that the gods, you know, and the goddesses gathered. <laughs> um, you can read me some more after you're done, Dean. Okay. <laughs> Quit showing off, Kevin. And by the way, Kevin, and and I'll get to you, Nicholas, I will, I promise. Um, But, Kevin, you're born with your dragon's head, your soul's purpose, and the planet Mars right next to each other in the sign of Aquarius. So you've got some kind of talent, you know, whether it's your, you know, singing or acting or playing an instrument, you know, but you've got music in your chart, you know. And, And the other thing I wanted to tell you about your birth chart it says you'll be a kid forever, so you're gonna, you're you're never gonna grow that's up. True. We'll just call you well, Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you went on some of the investigations we went on together, me and Kevin, I would I will attest he does have some kid in him still. <laughs> he is a forever youthful being, yes, with his dragon's head right next to the planet Mars when he was born. Okay, so Nicholas. Um, Again, you're born with the planet Mercury in retrograde. It does make you very intuitive, you know, but it might make you a little drifty, you know, like not always paying attention to like what's right in front of you, which is cool, you know, it's it's how it's what you're born with. And you're born with Venus and Mars in your area of communication, which is amazing. So 
and you're born with the moon in Taurus in your area of career. So, and then the planet Uranus is about to move into the sign of Taurus for approximately seven and a half, almost eight years in your area of work, job, business, career. So it is, it's like 2019 is the time for you to catapult your career. I mean, something big is coming your way. Did you say something? No, it was just the computer beep. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, something like super, super huge is coming your way um, with Uranus getting ready to move back and forth through your area of business career and then being born with the moon there. So it's like some big, huge income earning, you know, like where you'll be hugely monetarily compensated, but you do have to pay attention because you got that Mercury retrograde, you know, so... I'm hoping, because again, like I don't like know your human personality. I can see who you are as a spiritual being, you know, but I'm hoping your human personality doesn't get too comfortable, you know, to where when opportunity comes and presents itself to you, you'll say, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give this a try, you know, instead of saying, oh, no, I don't think I want to, you know, take on any more or anything else right now. I'm pretty comfortable where I am. So, because that planet Uranus is all about the unexpected, you know, doing something you've not done before, um, like, uh, how do I say it, like doing something, um, it says quick, sudden, unexpected, you know, be ready to change, be ready, uh, you know, to do something you've never done before, you know, being fearless is what I want to say. So that Mercury retrograde that you're born with, it says that, you know, you might get too comfortable you know, just being comfortable doing what you're doing and um, uninterested in trying something different and new. But right now, with Uranus moving into your area of workshop, business, career for the first time within this lifetime, it's an opportunity, you know, for you to do something you've never done before differently than you've ever done it before if you're not too comfortable. I'm never okay. comfortable, so we're okay with that. <laughs> You're never comfortable? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I guess what I mean by that is I'm always willing to try new things. So what you're saying makes sense. And uh, there has been things that have come up that I have uh, been talking to in, 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 in a, you know, a different career move, I guess. And so I, I see everything that you're saying is making sense to me. Okay, and another thing I have to tell you, too, I'm looking at your birth chart. I was just looking at these transits, and again, you know, it's sort of like the same, not the same, but, you know, similar message to what I shared with Denise. Those eight planets that are going to be moving out of your health area, you know, so they're going to, you know, those particular planets that are going to be moving through your area of health and work, you know, they're going to make you super sensitive to certain things you eat, okay? Um, your body's going to all of a sudden just become really sensitive to sugar, to you know, um, wheat, and, uh, um, you know, like you might find yourself craving it and then all of a sudden not craving it, you know, just your body is going to be really sensitive to sugar and wheat until probably May of 2020. Uh, it's already started, believe me. I haven't, and Kevin doesn't know this and everything, but actually since it, around, like right after Christmas and going into January, I probably lost a good 20-some pounds, and we don't wow. know why, but, yeah, it's just, and it's because I can't, I don't eat the sugar I used to eat. I just, all of a sudden, it came with, you know, I just like, I don't want this anymore. It just doesn't taste good to me. Yeah, so, that's the 
dragon's tail sweeping through your health area, you know, in combination with Pluto and Saturn there. But, yeah, that dragon's tail is like shifting your taste buds, and it's like, okay, you know, it's it's it's, it's like the dragon's tail, the moon's south node, is supposed to be filling you, your body, with the feeling, the desire to like, oh, I don't want that anymore. So you've got to pay attention to that. You know, don't don't let the feeling say, no, I don't want any pancakes, but then your humanness eats them anyway. Yeah, and I've yeah. I've done that, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you that you've come, you know, you're pretty accurate with what you said about me because what you said's already happened as far as a career thing, and then something you know with the weight loss because I don't really I, I tell you what I and I, I know this is a ghost show but I'm gonna tell you about it anyway. I used to love coffee and donuts at night. It just I loved it, especially when it's cold. And just one day I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have my coffee, but then I started eating the donuts. I was like, oh, you know what? This don't even taste good anymore. So. Hey, you're correct. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Now, can you can you read past lives too? Yes. Well, now here it takes a moment you, sometimes, though. You know, sometimes it comes in really fast, but sometimes I have to sit here and just kind of connect with that person and make myself travel backwards. You know, in their soul's life or their spirit's life, you know, and sometimes, you know, then make myself connect with what's going on today or make myself, you know, like look ahead. <laughs> right, um, right. But yes, I can but see past can, lives. Can we put you on the spot, you think, or is it just too too hard to do that over the radio? Well, um, so if I sat here, you know, and it took like three or four minutes for me to connect, is that okay? No, yeah, that's okay, no. I mean, do you think it would take that long? I don't know, <laughs> but is it for you? or? For, yeah, is it no, no. No, I actually, because Kevin, uh, Kevin, you did the hypnosis thing one time, correct? Yeah, I would like to have one done by her, actually. Yeah, I love yeah, that lives. Yeah, and I guess we've always, we've never had anybody that we've really asked to do that on the show, so you would be actually the first one we asked to do that if you thought you could do it. A past life? Yeah. It might take a moment, and I don't know if we have enough time. But well, I don't I tell want you what. to one of these days. Yeah, now let's that do we've this made end. a connection, you know we're going to make it happen. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to get with you besides on the show maybe, and then maybe we could record it and then put it on the show later yeah. and edit out the slowness. How's that? Would you be willing to do that down the road? Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Because perfect. <laughs> I tell you, past lives are so, well, sometimes they're fun. Sometimes I've connected with past lives. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Now, have you connected with any spirits that kind of gave you the heebie-jeebies besides the one you said you, you know, before that you just told to get out of the house? Have you got any good ghost stories to tell us to end the night? I do. I have a good ghost story to share. So, oh, okay. let's let's do it. Share away. Okay. So this even freaked me out a little bit, and not a whole lot freaks me out, but it freaked me out a little bit. So I was telling my daughter. And, you know, she's been texting me as I'm sitting here on the show, so I'm going to say hi to my daughter. <laughs> well, you go ahead and say hi to Mom. <laughs> Call her by name. We'll all say hi her to her. Her name is Kathleen Janelle. <laughs> well, hello, Kathleen Janelle. Welcome to listening to our show. <laughs> yes, she's been texting me through the whole show. Um, so, anyway. I had told her, I said, sweetie, I was walking through the house, you know, just, you know, with my little, my sage and, you know, my calorie shell, and just walking through the house. And she says hi. She just texts it hi. <laughs> so 
Oh, well, hi, Beth. Smudging one morning, which I do all the time. You know, I'm, I'm like vacuuming and cleaning the house and meditating. Got the windows open early in the morning. You know, getting ready for a day of reading. So I'm walking through my house and got my little sage walking through. You know, smudging the house. All of a sudden, I walk into the back bedroom of my of my home and doing what I do all the time, and the sage burst into flames. <laughs> I was like, what the, you know what? And I stood there trying to blow the flame. I mean, it literally, like literally (laughs) ignited. First time ever that has happened to me, ever, that I'm walking with, you know, sage. And it just burst into flames. And I thought, okay. And for a moment, it caught me off guard. And then I just remembered, Jane, you know, Fear, discomfort steals your power. I did my mantra, Jane Elizabeth. I opened up the window, and I just, you know, stood there after I got the flame, the fire out. (laughs) You know, I stood there, and it did it three times. And I thought, okay, what the heck? You know, and I knew that there was some kind of a entity or lingering spirit in my home. And, again, I opened up the window, and I just stood there, you know, and I called Brother Wind. I asked the wind, you know, to just, you know, assist me. I smoked out the room. I mean, it was super smoky from the sage. And I just called in the spirit of the wind and asked the wind to please assist me, you know, in, uh, you know, showing whatever entity was in my home to the light. And I was thankful because normally when I do my meditations anyway, my smudging and my meditations, you know, it's um, like in the morning, early in the morning, like 7 a.m. So open up the window and I'm standing there and I'm asking Brother Wynn, you know, like just, you know, just pull the, you know, the smoke and the spirit in the smoke, you know, towards the rising sun and I'm standing there visualizing. And so I thought, okay, house feels good. You know, let me, you know, do the rest of the thing I do before I do a day of readings, you know, I close the window and get ready for the day. So that night I'm sitting in my living room and I hear this sound, you know, as if like the window was open and the blinds, you know, were hitting against the, you know, like when the wind blows and the blinds hit against the window, you know, so I thought, what is that noise? So I walk into that room, the windows are closed, but the blinds are hitting <laughs> I said, oh, so you didn't leave. I said, okay, fine. Guess you're going to have to sleep here tonight. And when I get up in the morning, I, and I had a conversation with that spirit the whole night, you know, but I, I just refused to go into fear, you know, or to allow discomfort, you know, to consume me. And so I had a conversation with the spirit the whole night. I said, well, I said, I'm only trying to send you to the light. doesn't hurt. I said, I don't know who you are, why you want to be here. You know, da-da-da-da-da. Had a conversation with it, uh, and the next morning got up, did another smudging, opened up the window, you know, called in Brother Wynn for assistance, and and it left. That's my most recent ghost story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if something broke out in the flames, that would kind of freak me out, too, wouldn't it? It You did for a second, because that's (laughs) never happened to me before. I've only seen stuff like that in movies, you know, and... I was like, oh, my gosh, it really happened. <laughs> well, you know, that's good because that's – actually, I think that's the first time I've ever heard of anything breaking out into flames. Have, have you heard anything else like that? Flame. I Kevin, think I heard? have, but not on top of my head. 
Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever <laughs> heard of that. Wow. I know, it freaks me out. I was like, what the, I thought, okay, that So was it actually a spirit you before. were dealing with? Yeah, was it actually a spirit you were dealing with, you think, or would you think it was something else? Well, something else like what? Well, a demon. I mean, I, I well, was going to ask what? you about that. I did about have that. that thought. I did, but I would not let my mind go there. I was like, nope, I'm not. I said, it may be. And see, in my interpretation and definition of demon, it's just a lower spirit. You know, it's just a lower vibration spirit that just hasn't experienced higher vibration humanness yet. You know, so I try my best to just keep everything positive and in the light, not take it to a dark place. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> yes. Well, Jane, I want to thank you for being on our show tonight. You were fantastically entertaining, and you got your uh, readings right, which you know sometimes mm-hmm. happens on our show and sometimes it doesn't. But you're pretty accurate, so thank, uh, you. I, thank you so much for now. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you if you you know if they want to do a reading or they want to contact you about something or you know give them all your good information. Okay, well it's it's really simple. It's just janeelizabeth.com. You know that's my website. You know, my you can find my email address, my phone number, but it's, you know, I tell everybody to email me if they would like a reading or they have questions, but my email address, all my contact information is on my website, which again, my website is janeelizabeth.com. So they can find your number yeah. and everything on there, right? Everything. You know, like if they want to connect through Facebook or Instagram or my YouTube channel or LinkedIn. Um, yes, it's all on my website. Well, yeah. perfect. Now, how, how, do we, how do we purchase your book? Through my website. <laughs> okay. So is it on Amazon, hey, too, I'll or anything? I'll send you a copy. I'll send you a complimentary copy. Oh, perfect. I will actually, is it, you're going to email or can I just, I'll just text well, you, you my either. address. I can, I, I have print and I also have the ebook. Well, I'll tell you what, I hate ebooks. So can I send you my address and have you yes, send me one? Would please, that be good? give me your address and I will mail a copy of the book to you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on tonight. And folks, thank you for uh, joining the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show tonight. I know he's a little bit over. It's 11.04. We apologize. But uh, next week, hey, Kevin. Go ahead and tell us about next week's guest because you know him better than I do. Uh, next week's show will have Lori Johnson, who appeared on the Ghost of Shepherdstown uh, on the uh, Destination American Network and uh, seasons one, two, and three. And she will be uh, uh, she's a psychic medium as well, and uh, she'll be on next week. Yeah, she's gonna. We're gonna try to have her. Uh, she's gonna. We're gonna open up the show for two hours and let people call into her as well. So everybody, get ready to, to call in and. Enjoy that time. But, Jane, again, thank you very much, folks. It's 11.05, and we thank you until next week. This is Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Talk to you next week. Same place, same time. See you, Jane. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye, everybody.